What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit Shit Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jen Butters, who owns her own coaching business. Jen, please introduce yourself uh, and talk a little bit about what you do as a coach and, of course, the name of your business. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Butters. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Jen Butters Fit. I am the owner of the Happy, Healthy, and Confident Community. I coach mostly women, lifestyle. Um, we pretty much specialize in helping women who have a history of under eating. Um, you know, we're really focused on empowerment, growing the glutes, feeling good. Um, yeah, I think that kind of summarizes it. Um, I'm excited to be here, excited to be here with my girl and just to chat with you all. <laughs> Yeah. So one of the biggest things, uh, if you follow like bodybuilding in general, I'm sure this happens in the lifestyle stream too, um, is kind of this idea of coach hopping or switching. Um, and I think the number one thing is there's always two sides to every story. And I can speak from both a, a coach and a client perspective and you can as well. Um, Jen is well known on social media and, uh, to my recent knowledge, um, people love to talk about people that, have a solid following or influencers, um, and kind of talk about them in their life. So Jen has experienced working with a few different coaches as have I, and we kind of want to talk about, you know, when is it the right time to switch versus when are you just not, uh, communicating effectively enough with your coach and, you know, what drives a change in coaching. So, um, Jen, first, I want you to talk about kind of your experience with coaches and how you've grown and what it was for you with each coach that caused you to make a change. Yeah. So I'm not going to say like names, but you know, if you've been following me, you might be able to like figure out who is who, but I'm going to keep it professional. So I first started bodybuilding when I was actually in high school. Um, I competed in my first show, Uh, a week before my senior prom in 2016. And back then, bodybuilding coaching was just so different. Like back then, nobody was talking about macros. There wasn't half as much of a community on the internet of people discussing scientific things or anything like that. Um, So at the time, I just reached out to a local coach I knew, and he referred me to a woman who mostly coached women. And she was actually a top Olympian in bikini at the time. And she actually lived within a mile of me, which was awesome to practice posing with her and everything. Um, But back then, like I said, nobody was talking about macros. There wasn't this amazing bodybuilding community of people sharing ideas or talking about things. So I was on a pretty strict meal plan with a lot of cardio. And obviously like I didn't know better. There wasn't really as many resources as there were as there are now. And I actually did three seasons with my first coach. All of them were strict meal plans. Um, So I I did seven shows with her. So I was pretty loyal to her. Um, But from the time that I started working with, with her in 2016, to you know, two or three years later, when I finished working with her, the online space was completely different. I was completely different. You know, I started a fitness page that had gained traction. I also saw the bodybuilding community flourish. I saw that there were people like Paul and like Dylan Bear coming into the space talking about macros and talking about that you don't need to be so strict on meal plans. So there was a really big shift in you know the amount of information available. Um, during my three years working with my first coach. Um, And, you know, when you realize that there is a different way to do it with a more scientific approach that might be more enjoyable, that might yield the same, if not better results, um, it makes you really want to switch. So that was the first time I ever switched coaches was just because there was just so much more 
information out there that was available to me. Um, and I decided that I wanted to try something that might be more healthy, more sustainable, um, and yield either the same or even better results. Awesome. Yeah. So I can kind of share my first coach is the same, very, um, quote unquote cookie cutter. I started off uh, very low calorie and very high cardio. And that was my entire prep, very restrictive, low calorie meal plan. And again, like, just like you, I didn't know better. And of course, back then it was like, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to suck. You're actually supposed to suffer all the time. And like, first I want to throw out the disclaimer that like bodybuilding is not healthy. Contest prep is not healthy. Um, there are better approaches to utilize and implement throughout the journey, uh, to kind of mitigate the aggressiveness of the adaptations that occur when you diet like that, but they will happen no matter what. Um, and it's not healthy to do it the way that we do it. Right. Um, we're getting to unsustainable and uh, physiological levels of body fat that just are going to cause a multitude of issues for, especially for women. Amenorrhea is very common when you get shredded. Um, so things like that. So I just don't want to say like, you know, switching coaches might make it healthy. Like bodybuilding in general is not healthy. Um, but when it comes to finding a coach that you align with, I think it's important to figure out what it is that you want from that coach. And that's because for me, the coach that I was working with couldn't tell me why I was doing anything. They just wanted me to do it. Follow the plan. That's all you need to do. Follow the plan. Trust me, boo. Like, you know, all those things. Um, and the, if they couldn't explain it to me um, with the education that I had at that point, it didn't make sense. And I was like, I don't trust this. And if you don't have trust as an athlete, it's probably not a good match for you. And so I started, you know, following different streams and media. And I found Paul online uh, through YouTube. We started talking back and forth. Um, we got on a call. And, um, you know, I, I worked with him for years. I mean, 2017 to, uh, 2021. So it was, it was a long period of time that I worked with him. I mentored under him and, um, he's a phenomenal coach. So I can't say I had any bad experiences. There were aggressive preps and there were not so aggressive preps. Um, and I think, you know, understanding what it is you need as an athlete is important, um, to go into it with. And now I'm at a point where I want more education, more, um, physiological education, more understanding of supplementation and protocols and being able to address blood work and things like that. So I now work with a different coach that works on those things as Paul didn't and has no desire to kind of address that aspect of the sport. Right. And I respect that coaches aren't supposed to be or required to be doctors. Some of them really want to be hands-on in all seasons and really be able to address and optimize uh, the physiology that's going on in the athlete. Some coaches really just want their job is to get you to the stage and that's how they feel. Right. So when it comes to choosing a coach that's for you, you also have to decide what it is you expect from the coach and find a coach that can give you those expectations. I think when you jump into a relationship with a coach and you don't ask those questions and you aren't sure um, that they're going to be able to offer you what you are expecting from the experience, that's when people get very disappointed um, because they didn't communicate early. Yeah, I completely agree. And I know we're going to talk about leaving coaches and coach hopping. Um, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, like as a client, especially in bodybuilding, you know, like we said, like it's not going to be healthy. Like you are getting to an unsustainable, like low level of body fat and it's not the healthiest thing. But, you know, I think most of us do want to do it in the healthiest way possible, you know, to minimize the amount of metabolic damage or to minimize the amount that our hormones are impacted or to minimize, you know, the amount of stress on our body at the same time too. So as, although it's not going to be healthy, 
there are so many different approaches and some are going to be more aggressive than others. Some are going to yield different results than others. But I think at the end of the day, everyone should be looking to work with someone who they feel is prioritizing their health as much as, as much as they can in the sport, as well as, you know, getting them the best results they possibly can. So if you feel that at any point, you know, your coach is not prioritizing your health, I just strongly urge you to have that conversation with them as soon as possible. Don't let it escalate. Don't let it sit in the back of your head and give you anxiety. And, you know, a good coach who cares about you and cares about your success, like, is going to be open to having those conversations with you. And if they're not, you know, that poses an issue of like, okay, this coach is not caring about my health and they're not open to have discussions with me on how we can do this. Um, so I think that that's really important. It's like, you know, the same with any relationship, like, if there's an issue or a concern, address it as soon as you can in a respectable manner um, and, you know, come to a place with someone where it can improve. And if it's not, then maybe it's not a good fit. Yeah. So I would say the biggest mistake I think athletes make is assuming their coach can read their mind, right? Your coach is a human being. Their job is to get you what you signed up for, whether it's fat loss, whether it's contest rep, whatever it is, right? You're hiring them for the service. The service is whatever you communicate on that, on that onboarding call where you should align expectations, right? Both of you and every coach is different. And I think it's important to understand. It's also really important to trust the person that you hire. There are a million different paths to get to the top of the mountain. And every single coach is going to have a different opinion of what you should be doing. All of your friends are going to have different opinions, your family, different opinions, right? And so being thorough on that call and really addressing any concerns, things that you want to know, their coaching style, how they communicate, um, what it is that they're looking for, where they can kind of educate you. Because I think coaches are also phenomenal mentors and they should be. Um, because they should be educating you throughout the process as well. This is just my opinion on how I coach as well. Um, and every coach might say, I don't need to teach you anything. My job is to give you shit to do and you need to get it done, right? There are coaches like that. And some people really work well with them. So this is not me saying one coaching style is better than another. It goes down to what are you looking for from a coach? What do you expect from them? And understand what it is that they're going to expect from you. Because if they don't want questions, you should be asking, like, can I ask questions? If they're like, no, or I don't really like to give you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, you're hiring me to do X, Y, and Z. You know, having that honest conversation is only going to set you up with the expectations about what you're going to receive from that coach. And then you can decide, is that the right fit for me? Yes or no. And then when it comes to, you know, having an issue, if there is like a red flag, um, address it immediately. You know, don't wait, don't build up resentment. Don't go, oh, well, coach said this and it offended me, like, then I'm going to go change coaches and like not even have that conversation. Because again, like a coach is a coach, they're a human being too. And just like, you can't read people's minds. They can't read yours either. And so if you check in, like everything's great, but behind the scenes, you're pissed off about something, they're going to assume everything is fine. Yeah. It's just like any other relationship, you know, you can't just throw passive aggressive or rug sweep and then expect the other person to know what you're thinking. Like that's just not the way relationships work. Um, and something I think is really interesting too about both of us is we're both coaches. You do contest prep, I do lifestyle. So when it comes to us hiring coaches, you know, I really do firmly believe that the best coaches in the world have coaches just because we all, well, one with bodybuilding, we judge our, we judge the way that we look so harshly that having someone else do it on our behalf is always helpful. Um, having different opinions, having someone else there to guide us is so helpful. But like I was saying, like both of us are coaches. So when it comes to hiring a coach, you know, I can't help but to compare it to my own coaching. And, you know, it's really um, interesting. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because I know both of us go so above and beyond for our clients. And, 
you know, that's also just not the reality with all prep coaches. And like she like you were saying, like, that's fine. Like, you don't necessarily need to know the whys of why things are happening as long as things are happening and you're happy with the results. And like that works for a bunch of athletes, especially those who don't work in the fitness industry and are just trying to look shredded and are just trying to look great and like are just wanting to be told what to do and to execute. And like, that's great. But both of us are coaches. So I think we have a very different idea of, you know, the coaching to client relationship because we are on both sides of that relationship. Yeah. And I can say, honestly, um, you know, I've worked with a coach who I was really excited to work with, honestly, because it was someone that I had looked up to for a long time. Um, and when I started coaching with them, it was, I was very disappointed because it was the most that I'd ever been asked to pay for coaching. Um, and it was the most impersonal experience I had ever had. And for me, I was, you know, I couldn't help but feel disappointed in that. And I was upset at uh, the communication. It, she, she, this person is a, is a good coach. And I'm not saying they were not. It just, sometimes it comes down to being the right fit for you. My communication style, I need, like I experience with my clients. I send them voice memos. I send them video responses. I don't do direct text. I don't text response to them. I don't keep it short. Like I'm addressing questions. I'm being very thorough. I'm screening for different things that are important. Um, and so when I didn't receive that, I was kind of taken aback and it was my fault because I didn't ask this question before. I just went into it with knowing that they were a, a working with, you know, a, a team of people that seemed to have a great reputation, um, seemed to have clients that were super happy. And I was like, they're going to be great. I just assumed. And so it was my fault on the client end, not asking the right questions, not being like, what is your communication style? What is your turnaround time? Um, how effective are you and hands-on are you with these different things? And one of the biggest things for me being a fucking nerd, if you guys follow me at all, is I need someone who is smarter than me. And I'm not that smart. I, I, the more I learn, the more I understand, I don't know shit at all, but I want someone that's also a mentor for me, right. As a coach that works in this industry and with the educational background I have, and the fact that I'm continuing to further my education, I need someone I can learn from that's seeing things that I, from a different perspective that I might not necessarily see it. And I can take that knowledge and be like, okay, I can apply this to my clients. And so for me, that's what I need. That's what I expect from a coach. And again, that personal communication style is important for me. So I think going into it, you need to know what it is that you want, but also, especially contest prep athletes, what it is you're willing to sacrifice. And you need to have that boundary to know when a, a line is being crossed that you're not comfortable with. And I know that this is something that you've experienced um, more recently. So I do want you to kind of talk about that. Yeah, so there's been a couple of boundaries I've been crossed in my history with coaches. So I kind of want to talk about like the biggest boundary that, ever, that was ever crossed. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the internet. So I don't think I've even told you about this. Maybe I have told you about this. We talk all the time. But um, my first coach ever, like I said, I'm not going to say names. She's not even involved in the fitness industry anymore, even though she was like top five in Olympia a couple of years ago. But like I said, I did seven shows with her. And the last show that I did with her was junior nationals. And I think 2018 and I was two weeks out and I like, I should have probably been like six or five weeks out. And I remember she had me literally eating like trace fat, like protein every meal. I think I had like a half a bowl of oatmeal in the morning as my only carb source. And I was doing an hour fasted cardio and then an hour post-training cardio. Like I felt like crap. And I remember so vividly, like there was one day I was like, at my parents' house, like, and they actually had a treadmill in their house, which was so nice for cardio, but 
I remember I did not want to do fasted cardio. I woke up and I still did not feel rested or have the energy for it. So I tried to go back to sleep and I literally laid in the dark awake until 3 p.m. that day because I just did not have the energy to do my fasted cardio. Um, and like I said, I was not ready for my show and I communicated it to my coach at the time. And like I said, she lived within a mile of me. So I would go and practice posing with her. And she told me, she was like, hey, like come over, like we're practicing our posing tomorrow and I'll give you some caffeine pills and we'll be good. And her boyfriend who I was very close with and he did my in-person training actually texted me the next day and said, hey, just letting you know, like that was not caffeine pills that she gave you. It was clenbuterol, like don't take it. Um, so I think that is the hardest coaching boundary that could ever be crossed is giving someone a steroid or an enhancement or something to better their performance without their permission or without their knowledge. Um, I did not take any of the pills that she gave me and it was just weird. It was just so something so uncomfortable. And that was one of the main reasons I also left her, which like I said, there was so much more information, so many more reasons to leave her than just that. So lots of reasons to leave her, but like, just letting you guys know, like I worked with her for three years. Like I worked with her from when I was 18, 19, 20. Like I won a national championship as a teen and like a collegiate with her. Like I was trying to go pro with her. Like she had my full loyalty. And in that moment she completely betrayed my trust. Um, so it can happen at any time that someone like skips your boundaries or like just doesn't respect you and doesn't care to be honest with you. And in any moment like that, like you need to make sure that you stay true to yourself, that you honor your boundaries and that you just say fuck that shit like straight up like if that bullshit happens to you like don't let it happen to you don't continue on it and don't just you know give into those things like in that moment i had the decision to take clenbuterol when i was two weeks out and i was literally only 19 or 20 at the time like unwillingly doing that like be aware and be careful like first and foremost okay yeah i'm shook that to me is that. like oh my goodness so um yeah, I think going into bodybuilding first, uh, important to note, if you're going to compete in the NPC, it is a non-natural federation. Most people are going to use performance enhancing drugs, um, judging somebody for that or being pissed off about your placement because somebody else is on anabolics or something like that is stupid. If you don't want to compete against the best, then stay in a natural federation. Just a disclaimer, because I see people complain about that shit all the time. I am a natural athlete. There's that. I don't give a shit. At some point I might have to go down that route. Um, but for now I'm cool with where I'm at. So, um, regardless of that, I think that's also a very important conversation to have with your coach when it comes to boundaries. It's not just, um, I mean, obviously we've seen a lot this last year of like coaches, like crossing sexual boundaries, which is fucking absurd. Um, but outside of that, you know, boundaries with protocols, how, how much am I willing to give with cardio? How low am I willing to get with calories and be careful using terms or phrases? Like I will do whatever it takes, because if you say that to your coach and they feel that they need to push you to extremes or throw peds in there or do all those things. They're taking your words saying, I will do whatever it takes. And they're going to probably throw that at you. Um, so I just think it's very important before you align yourself with somebody or even decide to prep, where are your boundaries? What are you willing to take or not take? How, how much cardio are you willing to do or not do? What about calories? And you can ask coaches these questions too. Um, one question I have no problem answering is my thresholds. 
because I do have them, um, you know, for because I do care about my clients' health, there are better ways. I would rather extend the timeline, which is also why I always have that conversation of I don't want you to get tied to a show until I know we're going to be ready for it. You need to be flexible um, because I'm not willing to compromise the integrity of myself or my coaching business um, or their health, their mental health, along with their physiological health um, to get them a plastic trophy. That's just how I feel. Coaches are different. And maybe that means I'll never have an Olympian. Okay. Like I, I believe that you can do it the right way. Um, in my opinion, the right way again, and every coach has a different opinion on what that looks like. Um, but knowing like, okay, I'm okay with taking maybe this and this, but my boundary is, you know, these peds, or I don't want to take any peds. That's a boundary for me. Um, and I've had those conversations with coaches that I've worked with. Um, for me, one of the biggest things is, um, a coach telling me, as, as an educated human being uh, that knows what stage shredded looks like, because I've competed multiple times. I was, I had striated glutes um, at points in my, in my dieting journey, um, looking me in the eye and telling me that I'm ready when I'm absolutely looking like I'm six weeks out. That was unacceptable to me. At that time, I lost trust in that person. Um, I felt they were being dishonest and it was more about getting a, a an image or putting more people on stage. Um, and I was not comfortable with that at that time. I terminated my coaching relationship because if there's not trust, um, and they don't have my best interest at heart, nor are they following the expectations, which I outlined, I needed and expected from them. Um, that was when that coaching relationship ended for me, but I had communicated early what my expectations were, what I expected from them and the results that I wanted to see in that I was not tied to any show. Um, but that being said, there was plenty of time where I should have been ready and was not. So to me, that was unacceptable. Um, and again, if someone being dishonest, I, I, as a coach am very honest, whether they want to hear it or not, um, because bodybuilding is expensive show entries and fees and classes and the posing suits and the stage suits and the heels and all that shit is expensive. So I'm not going to tell you, Oh yeah, you're ready. We need six more weeks, but I want you in my team picture. That's a no from me. But again, every coach is going to be different on that. So understanding the boundaries that you have and expectations is critical. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, like I had a very similar experience with my second coach. Um, you know, that was going from my first coach to my second coach was the first time I worked with a coach through a, an off season. It was the first time I ever did macros. It was the first time I ever had a legit reverse diet. Um, and I was so excited to get back on stage after having like a really great off season and feeling like I made so many improvements and being so intentional for so long. And I remember on my show day, I looked at my pictures, I looked at myself and I was just like, this coach really made me feel confident, really made me feel like I made all these improvements but I probably should have been about 10 pounds leaner on stage. And, you know, they did everything, like they didn't do everything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong, but it was like, you know, I went into that feeling so confident and just feeling so disappointed because it was just, you know, I was told that I was ready and that I looked perfect and I was gonna like kill it. And I had put so much effort into it for a full year and I was so excited and then, to see just how I performed. Like up until that point, I had always been in first callouts. And I remember that day not being in first callouts and being like, this was the hardest I'd ever worked. And now I'm getting like the least amount of reward. Um, and similar to you, it was like, they basically told you that you were ready when you weren't. And, you know, it's like, as a coach, are you trying to just put people on stage? Are you trying to just post the pictures of me where I look like I was ready? Or am I actually ready? And I think as a client, you know, if you're working so hard for 12 weeks, 20 weeks, maybe even a full year, like, 
you work your ass off for those 12 seconds that you get to do your routine. And, you know, I, I say this all the time, like my biggest, I don't have regrets when it comes to these things, but I'm just so upset that I wasn't proud of myself. I haven't liked my stage photos in my past three shows. Like my goal for this upcoming year is just to be proud of myself, like want to post my stage photos and like, it sucks. It sucks when you work so hard and you think you look great. And then, you know, you, the reality hits you of like, ah, oh, I just wasn't even ready. Um, so I think as a client, you know, it's important to make sure you're with a coach you really feel like is going to be honest with you. Like had that coach told me, honestly, I wish that we were like five pounds leaner, but we'll see how it goes. Then I wouldn't have come in there feeling so confident and just being like, so kind of like, hit in the face, like, damn, I kind of look like crap right now, you know? Um, that's something that we both experience. It's like, as a client, you're supposed to have so much trust in your coach. You're supposed to tell you when you're ready and you're supposed to tell you what to do. And it's like, if you're doing these things and I'm trusting you, I don't want that trust to be betrayed because I was not ready and I should have worked harder or, you know, like any of those things. It sucks. Yeah, no, it's, and I'm glad I can say for myself, I never stepped on that stage. I just, prep took my prep over. I had, you know, another show lined up. I had four weeks and I got the job fucking done myself. I had to go to very extreme measures and I would never tell somebody to do what I did. But at the same time, like I'm not in prep to fuck around. And I think that any serious competitor is not there to fuck off. Um, and they understand that it takes a lot of discipline. It is going to be very tiring. Um, it is very selfish and the amount of effort and time that you put into that, um, to be told you're ready when you're not is disappointing. And again, like to me, I will always set the bar for the expectations of my clients. Um, if someone is tied to a show and they're not ready, I will tell them, we need to be five pounds lighter. Do not expect to be in the top five. Like I just, if you're tied to the show, I support you and I will guide you through it and we'll get through the process and see if you like it, especially first timers. Um, a lot of them want to rush that journey and that deadline. And so I always have to be honest because the last thing I want is for someone to be disappointed because I said, oh yeah, we can do it. You're going to be great. And then they shit the bed in their last call out and they're pissed off about it. So um, again, same thing with girls that get nationally qualified. I have to be honest, you're not ready for the national stage. And I think sometimes as competitors, especially when you get prep goggles on and your friends tell you you look great, you think you're going to be that Cinderella story that even though your coach is telling you you're not big enough or you need more time, you're going to be the first call out and win. And you're going to turn pro because your friend said you look great. Like it's, it's really important to just listen to your coach and trust them. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, and I think one of the things you touched on early is, you know, being loyal to your coach because switching coaches is also very difficult. If you've worked with someone for a long time and you have a good relationship and there is no reason to leave them, I would not leave them. Um, you know, unless again, like a boundary was crossed or there was just a very large red flag. Um, I think communicating small issues is important, but it takes a long time, even as a coach. Um, and I look at people very extensively with their check-ins. Um, you know, it takes time to learn somebody's body. I really don't like to jump into a prep with anybody that I haven't worked with before, unless they're in a situation where a coach crossed a boundary, they need a new coach in the middle of a season. You know, at that time, I want to help people, but I need as much background information as they can possibly give me. Um, and we're going through phone calls every week and getting on the phone and looking at different variables and like assessing response. Like you have to be very hands-on with those things in my opinion. Um, so, you know, if you are someone 
who has a good working relationship with your coach and you've had hiccups because they have to learn what you respond to, how you, what your coaching style is, because your personality is going to differ, um, and, and giving them the time to do that. But once you've invested in that person, understand also, I can speak from a coaching perspective. I get very invested in my clients, very invested in them. Um, and so, you know, I can say, uh, I'm, I'm proud to say I don't have a ton of turnover, Um, but when it does, it fucking hurts, especially when, you know, there is no explanation or conversation or, you know, they might've been unhappy, but never discussed why they were unhappy or what it was. And that's where I think it's on the client to really, the fact that you've invested in this person and they've invested in you, it is a two-way street. Like again, whatever they provide is going to differ. And that's going to be based on their coaching style and what they like to offer their clients and how much information they collect. Um, but overall they've invested in you on some level. And if nothing else, I think having those conversations and trying to work through it is important before you just be like, well, fuck it. My friend said they're working with his coach and they like, I'm so I'm out. Bye. Like that's, that to me is just kind of not cool. Yeah, I think um, switching coaches is a lot more challenging when it comes to bodybuilding clients than like a lifestyle client, for example. Um, So kind of just like interesting, kind of like completely different point of view from you. Um, I had one client in our community who we worked with. She signed up for like a three month package. And in that time, we just focused on a really successful reverse diet with her. She ended up losing like four pounds. We got her food intake from like 1200 calories a day up to like 2200 calories a day, which if you experience any fat loss in a reverse diet, that's extremely successful. Um, You know, your body's function optimally. And after her three months was up, she pretty much said like, I love working with you guys. Like, I love you guys. Like everything you guys did was amazing. You taught me so much, but I do want to work with another coach to try and learn more. And like, as a client, I think that was really cool, you know, and it was kind of funny because she actually signed up to work with one of my really good friends. Um, And it was really funny because that friend actually approached me and she was like, Hey, like, can I ask you about so-and-so like they were your client and they came to work with us. And I wanted to make sure that you guys are cool that I'm not like overstepping any boundaries. And I was like, no, like go ahead. And it was really cool because my friend who was now coaching this client actually thanked us for like, she was like, I've never gotten a client in such a good mental state or physical state to actually do this. So it's really cool when you actually have these kind of coaching relationships where that that are cool and that like are productive. Um, But when it comes to bodybuilding, you know, like getting stage lean, like understanding someone's body to the T is ideal. Um, So it's interesting because, you know, switching coaches can actually teach you a lot, teach you a lot of different approaches, but at the same time, it's like, you don't need that many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to bodybuilding. So I just wanted to provide some different perspective on that um, just to like for y'all, but going back to it, like switching coaches is extremely hard. Um, You shouldn't do it. You also like, no one wants to do it. Like, yeah, I guess you could ghost your current coach and not say anything, but that's kind of pathetic in my opinion. Um, So it's like you either are pathetic and you ghost them or you have a very challenging conversation with them like an adult. Um, Neither of those are fun to do. So switching coaches, like, you know, if you're going to be a coach hopper, whatever, like understand that that person hopefully is having these respectful conversations with people, but like it's challenging. Like, You've been talking to this person on a weekly or maybe even more basis for months. You know, they've understood your body. They've seen you basically naked. Like maybe you guys have some like banter here and there where you guys know each other's personalities. You're comfortable with each other. Like it is not easy to come to the conclusion that switching is going to be better for you. Um, Maybe for some people it is. For me, it is not. Um, 
but it, it's it's really hard. And I think that me as someone with a social media following, people like to accuse me of being a coach hopper. And I just find, oh no, it is not easy. <laughs> if I wanted to be a coach hopper, like I would literally hate to do this. Like I've never signed up with a coach and I would not encourage any of you to sign up with a coach if they don't, you don't plan on having them be one of your last coaches ever, you know, like why are you going to try and coach hop intentionally? Um, you know, try and find a coach who you think is going to get you the result that you want and who you're going to be happy with. And hopefully you're going to stick with for the long haul. You know, that is always, always, always the goal. Yeah. And I think it's really important to address a couple of things that you said. Um, the first thing being there are levels to coaching. And I think most competitors remember they start as lifestyle clients. Um, and so, you know, working with a lifestyle coach, who's great to get you the foundation, because there is a fundamental and, and incredibly important, you know, foundation that has to be laid in order to be successful in contest prep, right? There's levels to this, right? So I do think kind of, I, I don't want to use like fucking school terms, but graduating, you know, from like a lifestyle to a contest prep, it's important to lay that, that foundation. Um, and this is where I think getting that education and tracking is, is important. And then of course, if you decide to compete, if that coach doesn't, coach competitors, then okay, it makes sense. Um, but from, you know, a, a competition level, um, people are really, it, it's not easy to leave somebody. I mean, I've had to do it and, you know, the, the reasons are valid and, you know, you have those things that you desire as an athlete and over time, you know, you might evolve and just need something different as well. And that doesn't mean that there's bad blood that, like, you know, people always ask questions like, why did you leave? Oh my God, you're not with this person. Or, oh my God, you're not doing this. Like, sometimes it's just like, I have nothing negative to say. I just needed something truly to be offered something different by someone who offers that right? That's, that's at least in my case, right? That's what I needed was mentorship on a different aspect of what I want to get into and learn from. And that mentor is important to me, right? As, especially as someone who's continuing to educate themselves and grow in the industry, you know, I'm a, a science nerd. I need someone that can teach me things. Um, otherwise I just, I'm, I'm dissatisfied and, and that's my perspective. Um, but there was something else that you said that I really forget now. So, if you have a comment, throw it in there. Um, kind of just another thing I was thinking about, like also like understand that like, if you're gonna leave your coach, you know, understand the reasons why you have a desire to do that. Um, you know, something that you said was like, oh, my friend's being coached by so-and-so and they're happy, so I'm gonna switch. Like that is not like a valid reason um, to switch. Like I've had different reasons for switching from all my coaches. One of them, like I said, was they tried to drug me without my knowledge and was just on freaking meal plans. The second coach I left, I left because they basically made me feel like I was ready when I wasn't. And that was just not something I was wanting to continue working with. The third coach I left, I wasn't in a mental state to be coached. That was not at all that coach's fault. That was me being aware enough of like, Hey, I'm just not even a good client right now. You know, there's so many reasons why you, can switch or should switch or so many different valid reasons. Um, don't switch just because someone else is happy with so-and-so or you heard good things about X, Y, and Z. Like switch because you genuinely think that your experience is going to be better doing something else or because of like just a valid reason in general, honestly. Maybe your personalities don't align. And again, this is why I think starting off with the onboarding call is so critical. If you yeah. can't talk to that coach, you don't know how you're going to work with them. And I, I also really think it's important to find, don't just look at social media. That shit drives me nuts. Okay. You're, they're going to show you their best athletes, their top level athletes, especially if they're like a top 
top coach, right? They're going to be posting all of those people, but they probably coach hundreds, which I don't even know how people do that really, but they do. Right. And so it's not just the 10 that they keep posting. What happened to the 199 other people that they coach, right? So they're going to show you what you want. they want to see. I would encourage you to talk to current clients about the coaching style. If you're thinking of switching, talk to previous clients about maybe why they left, right? Do your research, but talk directly to that coach and make sure that your personalities also align. And again, like what you said, if there is a hiccup and there will be, like you're, you're getting to know different personalities of people, what, what does that client respond to? How can I communicate with them efficiently and effectively to get them to where they need to be? Whether it's mindset work that we need to do, grounding work that we need to do, laying foundation work that we need to do. How do they respond to these things? And, and that's going to take time in general for any coach to learn you, right? If they're trying to learn you, it's going to take some time and conversations. Um, but just leaving because oh, they're, they're posting all these things or they have these people that rave about them or they have all like these, I don't know, these photo ops drive me nuts. Like, how can you effectively coach 50 people at one show? I don't understand. Um, I could never do that to be honest, but that's a totally different conversation. Um, and a lot of it too, is like, I went to a team because I thought being on a big team is what I wanted at one point. And I realized that I, I didn't care about, I don't want to say I don't care, but you can generate like me and Jen, we don't work with the same coach. We have a great bodybuilding relationship. We have a great friendship. And so people think if you're not on the same team, you can't have a friendship. I mean, that's kind of petty in my opinion. Um, I have friends that work with all different types of coaches from all different teams or, you know, individual coaches. Um, and we're still great friends. Um, but I don't look to, Jen's coach for advice. I listen to my coach, right? Because I have invested in that person and I trust them. Um, so you can still have great bodybuilding relationships without being on a big team. Um, and I think that that's also important to find people that are actually genuinely your friends. Um, not just like, Hey, we're on the same team. And then you leave and they're like, fuck you. Like that's, that's really petty in my opinion and not necessarily a genuine friendship that you'd even want to get into. Yeah. And it's also super interesting, you know, being on big teams or not being on big teams. Like um, when I left, I would say some a team that I would consider large, like they had this like whole group chat for all the girls on the team. And like, I just had to like awkwardly like leave the group chat. Like I didn't really want to see this group chat where they're talking about all these things that are just like not relevant to me. Um, And it's weird because, you know, you do build relationships with people who are on the team, who you're in the same group chat with. And then it's almost like, well, are they going to like still be my friend if I leave? And honestly, I have had pretty good experiences. Every person who I met through certain teams, I'm still friends with and like, it's all cool. But like, I really don't think that it's like that important. Like I remember my first show, my first couple of shows, I always wanted there to be someone backstage with me who was on the same team as me. And it's like, it really doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. Um, you know, just trying to make the best experience for you. And it doesn't matter if there's people on your team or not, because you can make friends backstage with everyone. And hopefully, you know, those people aren't petty about like who you work with or whatever. But, you know, there are so many different types of coaches. And something that like, I think I have kind of, kind of gone away with is like, I think that there's there's a lot of bikini coaches and I'm at a point with my bodybuilding career where I don't want a bikini coach. Like I want a bodybuilding coach. That's also kind of, you know, different in a sense where like bikini is so criteria based. So it's like, how do you want a bodybuilder coach who knows the bikini criteria, but you don't want a bikini coach. And it's just, there's so many different things when it comes to selecting 
coach and a team and different approaches and different outlooks. And, you know, there's just so many different things to look at when you are selecting a coach, like talk to people, like the best thing you can do is talk to current clients, past clients, people maybe met that person in real life. But at the end of the day, you're never going to actually know what you are getting or the experience until you actually are working with the coach. So, you know, even if you do have those onboarding calls, sometimes you can be a little bit deceived or surprised or maybe things are different than you were expecting. And that's totally fine. But you need to make sure that you are communicating where you are concerned or your issues. And hopefully they work with you to alleviate those issues and allow you to have your best experience with them. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's the takeaway from this. I really uh, I think that that was a great kind of note to end on. But always advocate for yourself, like be transparent about your thoughts and feelings. They're not mind readers. Um, and just make sure that if they do say on an onboarding call that they're going to give you something and they don't deliver, I would very much just be like, hey, you said you were going to do this and you're not doing it. Why not? Right. Like, don't be afraid to to question um, if they oversell and under deliver as well. Yeah, like you're paying for this service and, you know, it's it's more than just an exchange of goods. It's not like you're just buying a freaking, I don't know, like a lamp and then you give the money and then you get a lamp. Like you're paying monthly or maybe you pay a big upfront fee and, you know, it's an ongoing process of communication and hopefully your body is improving and moving in the right direction. Hopefully they're making you feel secure, but also providing you with the constructive criticism you need to improve. Like there, it's so dynamic and there's so much more to it than just dieting down or gaining muscle. And it's, it's like dating. Like, don't think that just because you work with one coach and you know, they, they talk to you every week that you're stuck with them forever. Like, imagine if we all had that mindset with boyfriends, like we'd be stuck with our high school boyfriend forever and that'd be trash, like communicate. Um, don't be scared to leave. If you think that there's something that's more fitting for you, advocate for yourself, do your research, you know, talk to people who have worked with that individual and be thorough. Cause I know there have been times where I haven't been thorough enough. Same. Um, at the end of the day, the goal is always to find a coach who's going to get you where you want to be, hopefully in the healthiest way possible, and hopefully get you some freaking trophies together. Yeah. And it, like, like I said, the, the best thing is a long-term relationship with a coach. Like genuinely the best coaching experience I had was with the coach I worked with the longest. Um, and then it just came a point where I needed to kind of grow and learn more. And I really hope that the person I'm working with now is someone that I can work with for a very long time. Um, you know, the, I think going into it and making sure uh, that they have and can offer you what you need and long-term you feel that they will be a good fit for you as well is again important for both of you um, on both ends because you'll get invested in that relationship just like any relationship um, and they'll get invested in you as well. So Jen, uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Please tell the people where they can find you. Uh, most easily found on Instagram at Jen Buttersfit, J-E-N-B-U-T-T-E-R-S-F-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll plug your information below as well. But guys, if you enjoyed this, let Jen know, feel free to share and tag us, of course. Um, and we'll be back, I'm sure again soon with another episode.